In two days, Republican presidential hopefuls are set to take the stage in the first primary debate. This one's in Milwaukee. But the frontrunner, former President Trump, he will not be there. Trump made the announcement on social media yesterday afternoon, writing, the public knows who I am and what successful a presidency I had. Uh, I will therefore not be doing the debates, plural. Sources tell CNN the former president plans to sit down for an interview with former Fox host Tucker Carlson instead. And the interview is set to air on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, around the same time as the debate. CNN senior media correspondent Oliver Darcy is here. So the debate is uh, Wednesday. Then you've got the debate. You've got the former president. Um, if he's trying to upstage them, putting a, a video on X, does that do it? That's probably not going to do much, but not going to the debate, that is going to hurt Fox News and the ratings. I mean, if you look at the 2015 primaries, the first debate that Fox News hosted with Donald Trump taking on the rest of the GOP field, that mm -hmm. averaged about 24 million viewers. Mm -hmm. People wanted to see Trump in that environment. And I think him not going to this debate, it's really going to put a dent in Fox News's uh, ratings, which is why the executives were basically pleading with him. You know, they went to, to his Bedminster club and asked him to participate in this debate. We know that on air, the hosts have been encouraging him to participate. It would be very beneficial for their ratings. Yeah. Of, of course, he doesn't, he actually is feuding with Rupert Murdoch, so I think he's very happy to take a sledgehammer to this. Yeah. Okay, aside from Fox ratings, I'm not too concerned about what the ratings are, but what I am concerned about is American people getting direct answers to important questions, right? Yeah. And that's what they're not gonna get. They're not gonna get that if he doesn't go to this debate or any debate, Martha McCallum, but are good journalists. They're gonna ask important questions. And so, I, you know, that is a key thing, is that he's not forced to answer any of those. Yeah, I mean, aside from the Caitlin's interview in the CNN town yeah. hall, he doesn't really do tough interviews. He really comes out the winner in not going to this debate. I mean, you have to really wonder why he would go potentially because he would be faced with hard questions, not only from the moderators, but from some of his rivals yes. like Chris Christie, right? And so him not going, he doesn't have to uh, deal with that. He also gets to hurt Rupert Murdoch and he gets to go on Tucker Carlson, who's obviously going to lob softballs to him. And so he, he gets that benefit as well. So I think politically, he's probably benefiting quite a bit from this. Of course, uh, everyone else. Uh, maybe not not so much. Yeah, we saw how big of a, a challenge announcing a candidacy was for Ron DeSantis when he did it live with Elon Musk on what was Twitter then, I think now. But if he's just putting this video up, I mean, yeah, we'll take pieces from it, but it's not going to be something that the whole world shifts from the debate. It's just his absence that is the most valuable yep. uh, point for him. All right, Oliver Darcy, good to see you in person. He'll be up late All with right. us Wednesday night. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, and up early morning. Yeah, thanks, All Oliver. Right. Back with us now, national politics reporter for Bloomberg, Christian Hall, and CNN political analyst and White House correspondent for PBS NewsHour, Laura Barone Lopez. All right, so not only is the former president skipping the first debate, it's plural, but I want to talk about his kind of sitting back from going to uh, speak with the people of Iowa. The governor, Kim Reynolds, says that there will be a cost to pay likely for that. Let's listen to what she has to say. a lot of the big stuff. He didn't do the fair side chat. Are Iowans kind of giving him a pass from some of those rules? No, I think they still, they expect him to be here. They want to interact. They want to interact with all of the candidates. Uh, we've had, we had great turnout at the Fairside Chats. I had a lot of Iowans and people outside of the state come up and just say, thank you for doing that. It was a great opportunity to hear from the candidates. And so, you know, Iowans take it very seriously. They're very knowledgeable and they want to interact with the candidates. This new poll out in Iowa shows Donald Trump at 42, closest competitor 19, Ron DeSantis. Is that true? Is he paying a cost? Well, so far, he's not.
And actually, that same poll shows that post the fourth indictment, the Georgia indictment, he got a seven-point increase from Iowa voters. So, so it shows that right now, even though he went in, you know, not for the big events, not for the big fair or the fireside chat, but he still went to Iowa, and he's able to draw a much larger crowd than the rest of the candidates are. And that's all that he really needs to do. And that's what his campaign thinks that he needs to do, that he can campaign from out of state and still keep the lead that he's maintaining. Our Stephen Collinson, as he often does uh, in his pieces and his analysis, writes this uh, that I just think encapsulates what we're looking at. Just as no other candidate facing nearly 100 criminal charges across four cases could even think about running for president, no other GOP leader could confidently snub a primetime television debate and turn his no-show into an argument for his inevitability. What do you make of that, Christian? I mean, it's a really unique situation. Uh, you know, a lot of the other candidates who are going to be on the debate stage, they're really there to introduce themselves to voters, introduce their campaign messaging. Donald Trump is in a unique position. He was a former president. These voters, they know who Donald Trump is. So I think Donald Trump is not new to media. He was a media personality before being president. So he understands that he can go on with this interview with Tucker Carlson. It's a much friendlier environment for him. Um, so he doesn't have to answer those tough questions. He doesn't have to go to any debates, does he? Any no. primary, no. general, if he gets there. No. I mean, he seems to be right. In that first line, I mean, there were a lot of lies in the rest of that uh, post, but people know who he is, and they're not voting for him because he's got some new big policy proposal. It's sort of in spite of the other stuff yeah. many there voters is, have said. A lot of voters vote based on emotion, despite the fact that, you know, we, we do look at whether or not the economy, abortion, and other issues may be a, a motivator for them to get to the polls. But I think that if he doesn't <clears throat> show up in the primary debates, there's little evidence that it would necessarily hurt him. Could it help the other candidates? Uh, try to make inroads in Iowa or in other of the states? Sure. Is it enough to catch Donald Trump? I'm skeptical that it is. In the general, if he doesn't show up to those debates, I think that's a different calculation and that could potentially hurt him because general election voters are a whole different uh, ball game than primary voters. Okay, so you're in your final hours, days of debate prep now. You're Chris Christie, who is going to go after Trump. What do you do now? You're a Ron DeSantis. We've learned this morning his campaign team is saying he plans, expects to be the, quote, center of attacks. H how does this affect? What do they do, the ones that will be on the stage now? Yeah. Well, I think even if Donald Trump isn't physically there, he's, there. he's still there. You know, there are definitely going to be questions about Donald Trump. Uh, and the candidates may also pivot to the next, the second front runner, Ron DeSantis, who is going to be on the stage. So even though Trump isn't physically there, he's still there. They're going to be talking about Trump. Um, and I think the candidates are prepping very hard to kind of go after the former president's record as president, go after the mounting legal challenges against him. But, okay, so the DeSantis campaign says that he is prepared for a pylon, right? He's the highest polling person on the stage. But you take a great hit at the guy who's polling at 16%, <clears throat> right? What does that get you when the person who's not there is at 50, 62% in the CBS poll? It gets you to second place. Maybe you knock out DeSantis, who's in second place, and you become the one right behind the former who's president. Who's 30% behind. Right, right. I mean, that's that's exactly what I was just saying, which yeah. was that I, I, a debate can help make moments, and we've seen where it helped some of the Democrats in the Democratic primary last, last go-around, but it wasn't enough to take out the top guy. It wasn't enough to take out 
Joe Biden when he was the candidate, uh, and that, uh, again, historically, a candidate has never had this significant of a lead and lost it and lost the nomination. Right. People keep pointing to McCain, but that analogy doesn't really hold because the lead is so much wider here. Right. And this, I think, is why Chris Sununu, who a lot of people thought was going to run for the Republican ticket, Governor of New Hampshire, writes in his op-ed this morning uh, in The Times, at a minimum, any candidate who does not make the debate stage for the first two debates must drop out. Anyone who is polling in the low single digits by Christmas must acknowledge their efforts have fallen short. But is anyone listening? Yeah. Who's on that? going to be on that stage? I mean, I was talking to a strategist, and they were telling me, you know, if these candidates don't make it to the debate stage. It's really a campaign ender. Um, but to speak a little bit on Trump not being there and that strategy, I think you have to be cautious. Uh, you know, we have seen the importance of debates in the past, um, and especially primaries. I mean, they have become very national in scope. And if any of these candidates can really make a compelling argument to viewers, I mean, there are voters out there looking for a Trump alternative. Granted, there are, you know, a large contingent of voters who are sticking by the former president. There are voters who, you know, may think, you know what, we should move on. Um, so I think he has to be really caref careful about the strategy. But Ron DeSantis isn't making a, an argument to be uh, an anti-Trump or a big Trump alternative. So uh, his ability, he's even said that he has, is not necessarily going to attack the former president. His campaign said that they're going to defend the former president mm -hmm. during this debate. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's a great point, Laura Burrell-Lopez. Thank you. Christian Hall, appreciate thank it. You.